Well, I'm I'm on on the the Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Thursday, September 15th, and we are glad to have you with us for our Winning Side broadcast. We welcome those of you listening by way of radio, 95.9 FM, and those on the radio app and those on our podcast, we welcome you. Those who are tuning in today on Facebook and YouTube, thank you for joining us, and we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Uh, Maybe this is your break at work, maybe it's lunchtime, uh, maybe it's your day off, uh, maybe you're at home and you just needed an excuse to take a little break, but whatever it is, we're glad uh, that you are with us today and I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful day. I want to say a happy birthday today to Yolanda Hedgepeth, happy birthday to Bradley Mason, and happy birthday to Ryan Medlin. I hope you have a wonderful day and then a happy anniversary today to Tracy and Angie Davis and a happy anniversary to Carl and Robin Hatcher. I hope you have a wonderful day, and uh, may God richly bless you. We had a great service last night. I thank the Lord for church, and uh, maybe you're listening, and first of all, maybe you don't have a church that you go to. I want to encourage you. You need to find a church. Uh, where the Bible is preached and where you can be uh, strengthened and encouraged, where you can be accountable with uh, fellow Christians and where you can have a pastor that preaches the Bible. That's what you need. Uh, You need it for yourself. You need it for your family. You need it for your marriage. You need it for uh, your children. And uh, if you don't have a church, I, I encourage you to find one. We'd love for you to come and visit us. We're not the only church, but I do thank the Lord for Victory Baptist Church. God's given us a wonderful church family. Uh, Maybe you're listening, though, and maybe you do have a church, uh, but maybe you do not attend. Uh, regularly, or maybe uh, Wednesday night is the thing of the past and you've kind of dropped out, I want to encourage you uh, to be faithful to your church. Be faithful to the house of God. Uh, God blesses uh, the preaching of His Word. God blesses the hearing of His Word. And God blesses His people that will be faithful to the local assembly of believers. And so church is so important. We had a good service last night, and uh, I'm already looking forward to a great day Sunday. We have a special uh, uh, music group with us. I say music group, it's a family. It's a husband and wife and their children. They all sing, they play instruments, and they've not been with us before. But I heard them, I guess it's been a year and a half ago, or probably almost two years now, I heard them in Raleigh. And uh, they did such a good, no, it wasn't that long ago. It had to have been a year ago. But uh, they were such a blessing. And I'm excited for you to get to hear them on Sunday. And I hope you'll be praying for a great, great day on Sunday. Let's continue to pray for our uh, church, uh, pray for our school, pray for all of our missionaries. Let's pray for our church members, uh, pray for our staff, pray for our college students, and let's pray for one another. A lot of needs. We covered a lot of needs last night on our prayer sheet and a lot of uh, unspoken requests, a lot of people with burdens. 
and let's pray for one another. I'm glad that God answers prayer, and I hope you'll pray uh, every day. Pray for God uh, to do a great and mighty work in your life and in the lives of those around you. Here's a great song by another singing family, the Webster family, and uh, I enjoyed so much when they were here last month. Uh, we've already got them on the schedule for next August. They'll be here for a Sunday next year, and I, I look forward to that time. But I love hearing them sing. Here's a great song about the healer. And I'm glad that Jesus, uh, when he was here on this earth, he healed the sicknesses, and he healed the diseases. He healed the, the blind man. He healed the lame man. He healed those with infirmities. But I'm glad that Jesus can heal you. Maybe it's a broken heart that you have. Uh, maybe your spirit has been so discouraged. Maybe it's your mind uh, that is just so depressed. I want to tell you, Jesus Christ can bring healing, and He is the healer. He is the great physician. He is the uh, Jehovah Rapha, and I'm so glad for that truth. Hope you'll enjoy this song, and then after this song, we will get into our Bible study in Psalm 139. so frail so often she'd reached out but her efforts failed with faith so persistent determined she must touch Jesus her friend said just give up for after 12 years of heartaches and failures disappointments and fears accept your condition with the multitude he will not see As she looks down the lane She sees someone coming And they're calling his name Son of David, Messiah She heard someone call him The healer The crippled and lame Are now leaping for joy Those who were blind Are beholding the Lord Could this be the moment Or would hindrances Many conceal her. her heart beat so fast as he came into sight Her emotions were filled with both joy and with fright She let him pass by but not out of reach As she touched his garments he turned to speak Someone's been healed today Step forward and play. 
amen for that. I hope you enjoyed that song. Psalm 139. I love this psalm. I hope you do as well. Uh, verse number one starts with uh, this thought, and really it ends with this thought as well. We'll see that either today or tomorrow. But it says in verse one, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Uh, don't ever forget that there are no secrets with God. There is nothing that is hidden from God. Uh, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. God knows everything. We talked about it last night in our uh, Revelation series. God is omniscient. He is all-knowing. It says in verse 2, Thou, hast known, thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Remember we talked about that, how that God knows what you're thinking, even if he's not standing beside you. Even if he's not seeing your facial expression, even if he's not seeing your mannerisms, God knows what you are thinking. We talked about all that. But then we uh, saw in this passage about God's um, omnipresence and that God is everywhere. Uh, the psalmist said, if I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. And the darkness doesn't hide us from God. God sees in the darkness just like he does in the light. There, there's no secret from God. And then verses 13 through 16, we saw where David talks a lot about uh, the, the preciousness of life uh, the sanctity of life in the mother's womb. And uh, I won't re-preach that or reteach that, but that is such a powerful passage. It'd be a good passage to, to bring up when people are talking about uh, abortion, which, by the way, uh, the, the abortion crowd, they, they call themselves pro-choice, but it's not pro-choice. Uh, it's pro-death is what it is. And we believe that the Bible teaches uh, the importance and the value of life. God is the giver of life. And uh, it should not be a doctor. It should not be a medical team uh, that, that, that takes the life. It should not be um, a, a, a woman who says, I'm going to end the life of the baby that is in my womb. Uh, that's not their decision. You say, well, what about women's rights? Well, what about babies' rights? Uh, we need to make sure we get our beliefs and we get our thinking from what the Bible says, not what society says. Uh, but we see in that verses 13 through 16, I said I wasn't going to re-preach that. Here I am. I'm starting to get into it again. But then we saw yesterday about how God's thoughts of us and God's thoughts towards us are so precious. And there, there are so many. You, you couldn't even count them if you wanted to. They're more than the, the, the number of the sand of the sea. We saw that yesterday, but I want you to notice today, verse number 19. We see it says in verse 19, Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee, and am not I grieved with those that rise up against me. I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. We see in verse number 19 that David recognizes that there is a judgment for those who are wicked. And I want to remind you, God judges sin. Uh, you say, well, I know somebody and they're the most wicked person I've ever known and they get away with it and they're in good health and they got a good job and they've got a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. I want to tell you that may be true. But there will come a judgment for everyone who lives wickedly unless we confess our sin 
and forsake that sin and get things right with God, God is holy and God is just and God will judge that sin. You see, I understand and you say, well, what about salvation? I thought all of our sins were paid for. Well, yeah, uh, our sins have been paid for, so we don't have to pay for them in a place called hell. Uh, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin, uh, but there are still consequences and there are still punishments and there will still be uh, some, some, some things that will happen as a result of sin. You say, well, I've been saved. And uh, praise God, I've been saved so I can go out and I can drink all the, all the alcohol I want. Well, yeah, yes, you're, you can still be saved. I believe that. Now, I think you'll be under conviction. I don't think you're going to enjoy living that lifestyle of, of drunkenness. But you can say that. And yes, it is true that if you have been saved by the grace of God, you will go to a place called heaven. You will not go to hell because you're a child of God. However that alcohol, that's going to have some consequences. And that might be that it affects your body. It may, may be that you, you die an early death. It may be that you get out on the road somewhere while, and you start driving uh, under the influence of alcohol and you take the life of somebody else. It may be that you get into a fight with your spouse or your children and those relationships are ruined. I'm just telling you, yes, you're still saved. And yes, that doesn't change the fact that you are a child of God, but there are consequences for our sin. And you're not going to enjoy it. If you're, if you're a child of God, you're not going to enjoy living a life of sin, whether it's drunkenness, uh, whether it is a, a living a lie and you lie to everybody, you lie at work, you lie at home, you lie at church, you lie, your, your whole life is a lie. Yes, you may still be saved, you may be a child of God, but you're gonna be under such conviction and you're gonna be so miserable that you're not gonna enjoy it. Uh, it's gonna eat away at you. The Holy Spirit of God is gonna speak to your heart. Maybe it's uh, immorality. And uh, you say, well, I'm saved so I can, I can cheat on my spouse or I can have affairs or I can commit adultery. I can do all those things. And yes, I believe you can do those things and still be a child of God because salvation, uh, once you're saved, you're always saved. But that is not a license to sin. Uh, the Bible says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? The answer to that is God forbid. If you're a child of God, Boy, you ought to stay away from sin. And when you do sin, you ought to be under such conviction that you get it right with God and say, I may have sinned, but I'm not going to continue in sin. I'm going to get things right with God. I don't want to break the heart of my heavenly father. I don't want to break the heart of my savior who died and gave his life for me. And so we see there is judgment for the wicked. Verse number 19, David makes it clear. And he says, surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. He says, depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. You know what David says? I don't want to be around that crowd because I know judgment's coming and, and I don't want to be around when they get judged. And he said, also, I don't want their, their actions and their attitudes to influence me. I, I want to stay away from them. And I would say the same thing to you today, wherever you are, wherever you're listening. I want to say this, you ought to stay away from that crowd. You ought to stay away from the people that curse God and the people that mock God and the, the people that are anti-God. Boy, you, you ought to keep your distance because if you don't, one of these days, those people are going to influence you. Uh, be not deceived, the Bible says, evil communications corrupt good manners. It will affect you if you don't get away. David said, I want to get away from that crowd. And then verse number 20, it says, for they speak against the wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Now, 
God already knows what people are saying about him. You don't have to tell God, God, did you hear what the guy at work said about you? God knows. But David is so irritated. He is so frustrated that people would take the name of God in vain. He is so upset that people would, 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 would speak against God, that people would have the gall, that they would have the pride, that they would have the arrogance to, to say anything against the God that created them. Boy, as my pastor in California used to say, that's a serious case of the stupids right there. To think that you would point your finger at God and that you would speak against the God that created you, the God that gave you life and breath. But David says, they're, they're, they're saying this about God. Verse number 21, Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee, and am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee. Uh, David was bothered by the sin. He was bothered by their wickedness. Verse 22, I hate them with a, a perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Now, I understand we say, well, we hate the sin and we love the sinner. And I understand that. And I think you ought to be very, very careful to say to people, I hate you. And I no, be, be very careful about that. I, I, don't, I think most of that's unnecessary. But you ought to see the way that somebody is living in a wicked, um, a, a lifestyle that rejects God, a lifestyle that mocks God, a lifestyle that, that, that is uh, grieving to God and those that hate God. And you ought to have a hatred for that kind of life and for that kind of an attitude. And David says, I hate them with a, a perfect, a complete hatred. This was not just a uh, flying off the handle. Oh, I hate you. This was, David thought this through and he said, I hate that. Boy, I don't, I don't want that influence in my life. I don't want to be around people that hate God because David said, I love God. Remember, David was a man after God's own heart. I think it'd be a good question for us to ask ourselves today. Who are your friends? Who are the people that you spend the most time with? Who are the people that you talk to, to, to the most? I hope it's people that love God. I hope your closest friends are not enemies of God. I hope your closest friends are not the people that hate God and hate the Bible and, and hate the Christian life because eventually that's going to have an influence on you. You say, well, I thought we were supposed to reach them. We are. We're supposed to witness to those people. We're supposed to tell them the truth. We're supposed to share the gospel with them. Uh, but if they reject that gospel, you continue to be a testimony. You continue to be a witness. You be a light. Let your light shine. But that doesn't mean that you have to uh, make those people your closest, closest associations because eventually those associations will hurt you. May God help us to have the right kind of friends and may God help us to have a right attitude uh, towards sin. And may God help us to have a greater love for Him. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast 
with Jeremy Coburnett. <laughs>